0: welcome to equipping hour and uh, we want to equip you to do the work of the ministry if that's a surprise for you um, then uh, uh, i'm sorry but that's exactly what ephesians 4 says that that is actually my job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry so jesus as he went to heaven uh, gave us the job of making disciples so that is not my job Exclusively, not Pastor Joshua's job, that is every one of your jobs if you're in Christ Jesus. It is to be making disciples. Part of making disciples is telling the good news of Jesus Christ again and again and again. To be always looking about uh, who's next in your life that you can share the good news with. And uh, that is what we're going to work on this morning in this equipping hour. Um, So let's see here. I literally have about a million things going on in my head right now. So I know that this is a little bit different. Our our, our class was going to be longer and more leisurely, and we've shortened it and made it less leisurely, and that is just fine because we've had such an enjoyable uh, family time. Um, I love that family time, and so I hope that you did too, and uh, um, hopefully we can do more of those kinds of things as far as like hearing testimonies and what God is doing in the church. It was just thrilling, and uh, you can't pack that all in at Sunday and one service unless we're going to make it longer. Some of us don't want that, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. So some of us. Uh, so, anyways, uh, let's. Uh, um, so I sent out. A email and that longer email was to help you get started because it's going to take all of you doing some work and homework and normally I would like this to be a nice leisurely and you haven't done any work and haven't read anything and that's just fine for the first time but you guys saw that email where you're like you had homework now if that's new to you I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand I send out an email it's called always ready and it had the homework in there Um, If you like I don't know anything about any homework, um, then just smile and nod. And when someone uh, asks you to draw something, say, I'd like to not go first. (laughs) Okay, so homework that we had was to uh, start this book called Before You Share Your Faith. I ordered 80 copies. Um, I only have about four left, so that's a good sign um if you did not get that book you can go ahead and talk to me afterwards um we are actually going to talk about the second chapter so if you brought your book with you go ahead and get that out we'll start with that in just a minute there's also a little assignment i i feel very teacherly here i feel like i need a desk um Um, and a little assignment of some things to start working on memorizing. Because this is a class, and you know this, you're probably not surprised by the title, Always Ready, that you're going to have to learn something. And so you've already started memorizing. And so thank you. And so I emailed you a little bit of the script that we're going to be working on in this Two Ways to Live. Now, I don't know about you all, as you're involved in this uh, Always Ready class but you're also involved in transformation group, as I know that some of you are. Some of you are like memorizing chapters of the Bible. At the same time, you're trying to remember this always ready evangelism method. And for some of you, if you've not been doing scripture memory recently, your brain is like like aching. So you're trying to learn this stuff. So it's kind of Good practice if you haven't been, been doing it recently. We are not giving each other grades. We're going to be very affirming. We're just going to kind of keep working at this and, Lord willing, see progress. The idea being, um, and uh, I explained this in the email that went out, this is not about you. It is about you memorizing something from rote. It really is. But that's not the end goal. The end goal is for you to have a good gospel conversation with someone and one of the things that I've talked about is that this gospel presentation is just maybe a little different than some you've learned in the past. Where with this gospel presentation, the goal is, is uh you're kind of starting off or giving yourself opportunity, options. When you start off with someone and realize they don't really know what I'm talking about. Like this is this this is someone who did not grow up with a Christian worldview. They didn't grow up going to church. I can't just get to say, Jesus died for your sins. You should believe in him and you'll be saved. And you're like, but that's the gospel. Well, that is part of the gospel. uh, But to communicate that well, we're going to have to help someone understand what the whole story of the Bible is. Um, Pastor Joshua, he demonstrated that before starting in the book of Luke, which is a gospel, right? Uh, Which is uh, uh, the account of Jesus' life and ministry, his death and resurrection. Before starting that, he did six or seven weeks of Old Testament. And that was to prepare us really for the biblical worldview. So we're going to try to use this as a method to help, uh, help prepare you for a conversation with someone wherever they are coming from. So that is a little bit of what we're going to do. And so you know a little bit of what we're going to do here this morning. Um, so many things and we'll see if we'll get through all of them. But uh, we're going to uh, start off uh, with discussion of chapter 2 of, this, of the Smethurst book, Smethurst. Um, we are going to then uh, just kind of talk a little bit about two ways to, 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 to live as an evangelism method. I've already done, done that a little bit. Um, we're going to um, see a little video obviously filmed a long time ago when people dressed and talked differently. No. Um, And you'll, so, and I talked about this some, but that the two ways to to live is going through a revision now. Some of the changes I like, um, but some of the videos are still for the previous version and they just are are, are in the midst of redoing all those. We're going to do some of the advantages and disadvantages of learning a system and then we're going to get in groups and practice. And so uh, um, that is where in the email I said to either download an app to your Phone. Josh, did you do that? No, I'm kidding. I, 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 Josh, if you know, has a flip phone. So uh, um, he also, but I also said you could bring a pad and a pen, and uh, if you need to, you can draw things in the air. So we're just going to try to do a little of that drawing. We'll see how this goes. And uh, if this is like, wow, that was not at all expected because I didn't read that email, next time you're going to be more ready. <laughs> More ready. We're gonna work from more ready to always ready. We're gonna build our way up there. Okay, I'm gonna open in prayer. Now, Father, I thank you uh, for your great grace to us, Lord. And you know what it is, what's good uh, to be a redeemed human. And Father, we trust you. We're growing to trust you more, growing to believe your goodness more. And thank you, Father, that you are not mean. You're not standing over us um, with kind of a, a whip kind of kicking us out the door to go and tell someone some some condemning horrible news that, um, Lord, you're, you're good. You know it's good for us as redeemed humans, and for it's good for us uh, to share this good news. And so please, Lord, help us to just grow in confidence a little bit um, to become more ready. Maybe some of us already there lord we can learn something new to be refreshed for our own hearts what the gospel is and, uh, and so lord there's really there's so much that you could accomplish through the time even bringing someone to know you because uh, your word the gospel this good news of jesus christ is powerful please lord use this time for your glory uh, help us to be good learners in jesus name amen okay, let's go ahead and uh, grab your smother's book and we're going to go to the second chapter And I didn't send out specific questions, but the challenge that I gave was just to kind of be, to be thinking about what Smethers is getting at. So if you have your book, go ahead and get it. I noticed that some of you may not, so we're going to rely more on the people who have it. And so you may be coming like, oh, I'm going to go and hide my book now, so no one, I'm not going to call on you unless I know you really, really, really well, and it's going to be okay. Okay, so uh, as you open your book there, um, so again, the first chapter is a great chapter. It is a gospel presentation. If you want to know gospel means good news, if you want to know what the good news of the Bible, is, this is a great presentation. If you read it, you probably marked some things. There were lines that I really liked, and I'm like, I want to use that. Um, so if you haven't read that, I would encourage you to, but, but we did ask to focus on the second chapter. I know it is a, a, a little... Uh, It's not typical, but our time is limited. So we're going to start with that second chapter there. And uh, um, in this, the chapter is called Check Your Context. And so let's just try to kind of step away for a second and say, what is the big picture of this chapter? What is Smethers advocating in this chapter? Does anyone want to try that? What's this chapter about? Yes, Jesse. Great, wow. Okay, that is a great summary. So, how do we kind of balance um, making sure that the gospel is relatable while being faithful, right? So, we don't want to say, um, wow, this person has never heard the word sin. So I I'm just going to leave out that concept. Or maybe they'll be ashamed of the word sin. So we're going to leave that out. Well, no, there's things that we need to be faithful to. And yet we don't want to just say, okay, like a great example, sex outside of marriage is called fornication, right? Um, you and your Christian worldview might have used that word a lot. Sometimes you say fornication to someone, which I don't often say to someone, but they're like, what are you talking about? Like, like, whoa, did we just get in a time, uh, time m- m- machine here? So we're going to work on being relatable and yet faithful. Great. Does, does anyone else have an overall kind of summary, although I think that sums it up really well? Yes, yeah, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, great. So, so, so Sarah was saying being, being, being all things to all people. We're not going to use a different gospel, but if I go into a group, and I, you feel this the older that you get, and you get into a group of college students, and you're going to be like, wow, I am old enough to be all these kids' parents, right? And, uh, um, and so, but w- w- how am I going to share the gospel well with them? And if you go into a nursing home, how am I going to share the gospel well there, right? So if, if we're talking about how to share the gospel well, what are some maybe one words that we're kind of going for? And you use one, I think you, you, used, you said uh, uh, being, being re, re, relatable, Jesse, yeah, so being relatable. What are some other single words that kind of emphasize what we're going for here? Pardon? Hope? Yes, definitely. We do want to always give hope, right? So that's definitely something we're going to want to do with the uh, uh, gospel. It's true. Conviction? Yes. Okay, so now those are broad goals of really every time we want to, to, to share the gospel. We would love to see someone. Oh, so were you talking about our conviction or them being convicted? Okay, yeah, right, we would we'd love to see them convicted of their sin. We would love to see them have hope. Um, as we think about, focus in on this chapter, I think of words like, we want to be understood, right? We want to be understood. In our gospel presentation, it, are we doing something wrong if we're not working hard to be understood? Yeah, yeah, so understood is, is kind of a word. And what about listen? Right, I would say that 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 that's one of the takeaways of this chapter. Is we're gonna need to listen. So let's kind of go through, and we'll just spend, spend, spend a couple minutes here. Um, and we've already talked about, about some of this, and maybe you've been highlighting and taking notes um, in the first section. There, um, here are some. Uh, um, well, look at that first section called called Who's the Audience? and twenty four to like twenty six. Did did anyone underline or kind of highlight any sentences that stand out to you as far as what Smothers is kind of advocating for? I'm a big advocate of always reading with a pen or pencil in hand. That's what I'm advocating for, but but not the main thing here today. And Yes, Nikki. I mind where they are coming. Right, great. Okay, so so we need to know our audience where they are coming from. Now that doesn't mean that you should not share the gospel until you know everything about a person, but at least to have a heart that is a listening heart, right? Like like and 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 a great example of this is Paul in Mars Hill on Acts seventeen. He spends some time in uh, Athens. He's walking around the city. He's he's exploring the city. And then when he has an opportunity to share the gospel, he brings up something he has learned about them. He really goes in the city. He listens and uh, and he finds out where they're coming from. This is a city with a lot of gods. He kind of expected that. But then there is also an altar to an unknown God. And he's like, I'm going to write that in my little listening book is I'm going to milk that. Right? And uh so 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 he learns that where are they coming from? They're coming from the fact that they're gonna worship someone that they don't know. Well I can tell them who they don't know. Yeah. Are there any other quotes from that first section that's that too? Yes, Mike. Okay. you know, God loves you it, great news, but the you don't understand the nature of God. Yeah. Are just, think, mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, so, so that we can say things, but what is the person that we're saying them to hearing? And so we can kind of help with that by asking a follow-up question. Um, or, uh, I mean, really, so there's all kinds of things we can do. It's just being aware that, that who we're talking to may not use the same language that we do. They may not even be aware of the language that we are using. Um, so let's see here. I'm just trying to think if there's any other... Uh, um, yeah, so, so he has this a line. We, we need to break it down in order to make it clear. That's the purpose of studying your surrounding culture in in, in, in in the light of God's word. Now, this isn't to be like, I need to be an expert of this culture before I ever share the gospel. And I need to be an expert of of, of 20-year-olds. I need to be expert of 30-year-olds. I need to be an expert of of Filipino 40-year-olds, right? I mean, as every I mean, you could go insane saying, I'm going to keep the gospel kind of to myself. I'm totally, really, I'm an expert of everything. I need to walk watch more of, you know, sadly people say this, more filthy movies until I can really relate to the culture, okay? We are not talking about that, though, but we are talking about listening, and uh, so in the second and third uh, section, Smethers quotes a lot of scripture. He gives a uh, lot of examples, and, you know, and I think we, we have already been there some because of what Sarah shared, as far as Paul's desire to become all things to to, to all people. So really what Paul's talking about there is removing obstacles. Now, that's not talking about removing the obstacles of the gospel. The parts of the gospel say hard things, like God made you. He's the ruler of the world, right? Some people are going to be like, ah, I don't like this idea. It's kind of an obstacle. He's not talking about obstacles in the message, but obstacles in the way that we respond to people. So, for, um, and we can think of just all kinds of ways, uh, and Paul give, gives examples of how he sought to become all things to all men, but yet smothers, and so does Paul, uh, but, but, but we're not going to sin to do that, right? We're not going to take up uh, uh, drinking in an ungodly way, we'll just say that, uh, to win those who are drinking. Or I'm not going to start watching filthy movies to it. reach out to those who are watching filthy movies, right? We're, we're not going to sin to do this. Are, are, are there any questions about those uh, uh, sections to contextualize or not to contextualize? That is the question, or what's at stake? And any questions you may have marked there or anything you want to share that stood out to you? Yeah. Okay, so 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 I caught that uh, first part to 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 uh, uh, to to uh, start from what they're, they're understanding, right? And what was the second part of that? Can you say that a little louder? Yeah, right. hmm. Yeah. Yeah right yeah so 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 and we're going to be able to do that through listening to them and through asking questions to them right so so we're going to start from their understanding from from what they know and that is what we're going to be trying to respond to yet at the same time we are also thinking that that the gospel is understandable. I don't need to spend someone, spend eight years with someone before I can tell them the good news of Scripture. But it is good to try to. I'm going to try to 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 to, to understand. Um. A real practical is talking to someone about what their worldview is. And, well, what do you think happens to, to, to someone who dies? Oh, well, um, they just disappear. Okay, and so you don't believe in a soul. Well, well, well why not? And, well, are you afraid to die? Uh, yeah, well, why are you afraid to die? I mean, all those kinds of questions. And as you're listening, so what's so wonderful about God's truth is that we know that God's truth, what he's revealed in his word, is the truth right? And so is, is anyone else's system of belief going to be right if they don't have the worldview of scripture? It is not going to be right. They may have some vestiges of truth there, but there's going to be brokenness in their system. And like an example I like to share is, a, is when you're talking to someone who firmly doesn't believe in a hell or judgment until you start talking about really bad people. And all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, well, they should totally be, 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 be judged. I'm like, okay, wait, but, but that you don't think that you should be. So that person who did that horrible crime, well, he deserves hell, but, but, but I thought you said you didn't, you didn't believe in hell. And so, so it's just interesting as you kind of explore people's worldview, there's always going be, to be discrepancies, and that's one of the things you're listening for. Kind of like Paul going into Mars Hill, into Athens. He's surveying the city. He's like, wow, these people have an altar to an unknown god. Um, that's, that's kind of a pretty big discrepancy there. They're worshiping what they don't know. That's not really worship. Yeah. Um, so listening, and that's really a lot of what he's, he's really advocating, although he's using big words like, like con like, con, so big I can't say them. contextualizing, um, which really is just about removing obstacles to someone understanding the gospel but that that does not mean changing the gospel. So what some of you maybe are looking at two ways to live if you've read this gospel presentation and you're like, this is not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus died for sinners. It's so simple. Well, this is giving the it's true, it's giving the worldview that kind of preps someone uh, for, for, for understanding the gospel. Increasingly important, um, I mean, it's super important in a city of 20 million people uh, from, from all around the world because people's worldviews are wildly different. Um, but it's also increasingly important in a post-Christian, uh, a, a post-Christian America. So Smethers says this quote, we must climb into people's existing categories excavating their cultural assumptions for points of gospel resonance. This this, this is a big line. We must climb into people's existing categories, excavating their cultural assumptions for points of gospel resonance. We must also, with the Spirit's help, labor to create new categories that accord with supernatural truths. And then he gives the example of Carl. Okay? Uh, So with that example of Carl there... um, there was the uh, I, I thought I saw a, a, a question so Carl had lots of views about a lot of Christian doctrines, but by listening to Carl, these two neighbors realized well you know the, Carl, the Carl's really focused on suffering so that would be an, an example of, of leaning into a cultural assumption right so so whether it's that suffering isn't fair, all of life is suffering, or whatever um, um, Carl was kind of most impacted by. So they share their suffering. And that's true. We as Christians live in a world full of suffering. That's that that is part of the big gospel, right? We damage ourselves, we damage each other, we damage this world. Suffering is part of this life. So we're leaning in to where to, to where people are seeming and he describes it as this gospel resonance, but they didn't let him stay there, right? They were working on building new categories of truth that he didn't know he didn't really even focus on or think about. Like, like maybe that God is a good ruler of of the world, and he deserves to be honored and being thanked, and let's, what do you love about God's world? I mean, all of a sudden, you're focusing on something that's very key to what the gospel is. Now, um, Let's see, uh, there's a summary on the uh, last page, and there's more we could talk about, so please enjoy your conversations with with one another. Um, He does some really good stuff here, kind of thinking uh, uh, about how our hearts work. But he gives a a summary in the uh, last paragraph of chapter two. And he says But if your goal is to be effective, then listen in order to understand, speak in order to be understood. And respectfully engage your fellow image bearers in their lane of faith with the best news they'll they'll, they'll ever hear. So it's it's not soft-selling the gospel. It's trying to learn to speak in a way that you're going to be understood. But it's also listening so that you, you, you do understand. And so I think that that's particularly important and, and emphasized with this two ways to live gospel presentation. This is not someone in general where you just want to kind of like stop, stop someone on the street and say, let me go through this little book with you. And definitely not the Spanish version if you don't speak Spanish. But, uh, but let me go like, whoa, that's a lot there, right? And even if you want to do the abridged version. Um, and, and you just kind of like walk through those, 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 those six pictures. I have used it like that, but really what I enjoy doing is really I think what the biggest strength is. You're listening to someone. You're having a conversation with someone. You're getting to know someone. And then you say, can I share with you what the story of the Bible is? Okay, so that's chapter 2 of Smethers. We're going to look at chapter 3 next time. So please read it. If you were surprised by this, I'm sorry. Um, but um, if you didn't get that email, you can let me know that too. So chapter 3 for uh, next time. So let's talk about uh, um, this, this, this two ways to a live method, and we'll kind of focus the rest of our time there. Um, so it is, and the uh, uh, authors describe it, as a memorable summary of the Christian gospel. And so hopefully you find that, a memorable summary of the Christian gospel. I probably, so I did this with teenagers. So if you feel like you can't do it, you totally can. Um, I did this with teenagers maybe like, like like eight or nine years ago. I haven't used it a ton, but it's still there. I mean, it's not there perfectly, but as far as I still remember what those first pictures are. and uh, And really, I think I could have remembered what all of the pictures are or something like that. And it gives you kind of... Like like tent pegs, where uh, tent, tent pegs or hooks, yeah, hallway hooks, where you can hang kind of gospel truths on, and uh, and so he, um, the uh, authors give a great definition of what the gospel is. Now, they're going to give this gospel. It's very similar to the kinds of things that Pastor Joshua has has said again and again. I bet he has his own that I haven't memorized yet. But, But here's a good summary of the gospel. You guys can really write your own. It's the announcement. It's the good news. It's the announcement that God's kingdom has arrived in the person of his son, the powerful Messiah, who inaugurates his worldview reign by dying and rising again so that repentance and forgiveness can be preached to all nations. Yeah, it was too long to write down. It's a good summary. If someone reminds me, or maybe I'll I'll, I'll, I'll remember to include that in the next email. I'll read it again. It's the announcement that God's kingdom has arrived in the person of his son, the powerful Messiah, who inaugurates his worldwide reign by dying and rising again so that repentance and forgiveness can be preached to all nations. And I love how, with that description of the gospel, that is focused on Jesus. Right, it it is. It is not simply focused on you're a sinner who can be saved. It's focused on really. It's kind of immersing us into the big story of the Bible of Jesus as the eternal King. Right, and uh, um, so this is the the uh, the culmination of God's plan. So, so as we think about how how the gospel is proclaimed in scripture as we get to the gospels right they assume that there's a lot of understanding of the old testament and that's why again pastor joshua spent a lot of time in the old testament uh, or six or seven weeks before launching us into luke and so really this story of the messiah uh, it needs to be placed in a bigger context now in america for many years that worked for many people they grew up knowing that God created everything, they knew about the flood, they knew about Adam and Eve, they believed all these things. And so you could quickly get to, are you living with Jesus as Lord, or have your sins been forgiven by Jesus Christ, or how is Jesus changing your life? Because there was a lot of belief among a lot of people, not saving faith necessarily, but a lot of kind of understood, we all, we all kind of know this story. It's never really true you know like my mom grew up and never having heard the gospel until she was 16 or 17 Um, and her family had been to Christmas or Easter a couple times kind of kind of some kind of church service so there's a whole lot of people that's not true for and that was in the 70s when she got saved so we got to be careful of that assumption too much but that's where a lot of our gospel methods is kind of geared towards people who already have have some of those basics Um, So we're going to work on that whole story. And is it wrong to learn the gospel? Is it wrong to learn the gospel? Is it wrong to put some effort into learning this? No, right? Scripture talks a lot about we need to learn something so that we can pass it on. Um, Paul said to, to Timothy, As for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. So that's what we're going to try to do. We're going to continue in what we've learned and firmly believe so that we can pass that on. Uh, uh, Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith just as you were taught. So you've been taught this gospel. Now we just want to become more established in it and have it so that it is ready for you to, to, to be able to communicate. Um, there's more that we could talk about there. Um, so as we do this, and as we begin with the two ways to live, I, I'm gonna try to find my track here. So just a, a side note. So we bought enough of these two ways to live tracks that it reduces the cost some, but you can see that this is kind of more of a booklet and uh, if we buy enough of them, they, 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 cost, they cost about 50 cents each. Okay? So that helps you kind of value how you use them. So don't grab a stack of 100 of these and put them in books at Barnes & Nobles. I don't know if you've ever been to Barnes & Nobles and see, oh, look, someone put a track here. And uh, So please don't do that, because that's like 50 bucks. <laughs> um, but do use them, and I've got more. And I also have them in, in Spanish and, 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 and Chinese. At this point, I, I did not buy enough to, to get the, that kind of discount. But if you keep using them, we will buy more. It's really best for someone you want to have a conversation with. Okay, so we're going to work... On learning things by by rote, and what we're going to work on um, is the summary statements. And I emailed those out. We're going to work on drawing the pictures and the summary statements. I emailed out a video that, that 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 showed, unfortunately, it showed the pictures with the previous words. Here are at the bottom of your summary the new words, but the pictures haven't changed. Okay, um, does any. D- d- Does anyone have any questions at this point? Because I just want to make sure we're all kind of on the same page. If you didn't read that email, I'm sorry. You can go back and do that, and you'll know more of what we're talking about. Any questions? Okay, we're, we're all going to do more here. Okay, So, um, so we're going to learn by rote, but the point of that is not to say, I've got a presentation for you. Please hit play so that I get all the words right. And at the end of the day, I'm going to pat myself on the back because I did a good job sharing the gospel. That is what we really don't want to happen. Okay, so this is just us learning so that it becomes comfortable, and we're going to even be practicing it so that it becomes so comfortable that in five years from now and ten years from now, you can easily tell someone what the whole story of the Bible is. I hope this is the kind of thing you're maybe thinking about doing with your kids, and and your kids can totally do this, you can do this, and so we're going to keep working on it. Um, Let me see here um so i think that this is probably a good point to uh, um we're going to see how a presentation can be useful so we're going to watch a little conversation that uh two ways to, to, to live is coming out of matthias media it is an australian ministry that's why the guys talk funny and uh, here's an example of a conversation that doesn't go great And maybe some of you have had a conversation like this, where there's a lot of truth, but you come away and saying, I may have confused things more than I clarified things. So what you can do as you listen to this is just kind of maybe jot some things down of of how did that go, maybe what was clear, what, 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 what wasn't clear, and, 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 and we'll talk about it in just a minute. It's just, and these are people acting out, so i mean, not acting out like in fits of rage, but, uh, but they are acting, and so it's staged, and you'll notice that, but it still gives a good example of why a full gospel presentation is good to have in your tool belt. Let's go ahead and watch that.
1: Most of us have been in the situation. We're chatting with someone and the conversation comes around to religion and then to Christianity. The opportunity arises for us to explain to them something of what we believe. We're caught a bit off guard. We're not that used to putting these sorts of things into words. And the result is not exactly
2: what we'd have hoped for.
3: So, how was your weekend?
2: It was fairly ordinary. Um, Saturday afternoon we had a thing at Alison's folks and... Just stayed at
3: home Saturday night. Uh, church on Sunday was pretty good, though. Church? I didn't know you went to church. Yeah, almost every Sunday. Why would a sensible bloke like yourself go to church? I mean, does a wife make you? No, 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 I go because, it's my choice, I go because I'm a Christian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I oh, wouldn't have the foggiest. Enlighten me, comrade. Okay, well, being a Christian is all about following Christ. Following where? <laughs> Sorry? Where, where, following where? Um, um, we're, uh to heaven I guess which is which is where God is right so if you're a good little boy you go to heaven
2: no 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 well yes no um, no 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 it's not about it's not about what you do it's more about what God has done it's about having a relationship with Jesus where he's your friend and not um, and not some big ogre uh, it's not about rules and stuff though it, it, it's more about um, knowing that forgiveness um, um, but not that you don't try and do the right thing but um, that, that that's when you get the Holy Spirit and but that comes after you um, you're a Christian sorry mate you've lost me holy what spirit Holy Spirit it's um It's God's presence enabling you to do the right thing. But that's not really the essence of it either. It's Jesus died for our
3: sins. That's got to be the biggest thing about being a Christian. Right. So how can you follow someone when he's dead? Well, he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead. The resurrection, you heard of it? That's also
2: a big part of being a Christian is um, believing that Jesus rose from the dead and that he's coming again so you've got to be ready and so you try and um, um, keep um, doing what's good and and trying to obey him and you walk in the truth and um, and it makes a huge difference to your life like it's made a big difference to my life and and you want to be more like Jesus and after a while you change to be like him and and, and God's in there working and um, and you you find you want to pray more and read more um, um, but um, I'm not very good at that very good at what at explaining any of this
0: (laughs) okay well so that is fun right um have (laughs) I don't know if that's experience like yours if it is you don't have to feel too bad you don't have to feel bad at all there was a lot that that person said there that was good what were some of the things that he said that was good Right, yeah, right. So the uh, death and resurrection of Christ, Jesus dying for sinners, right? He had a testimony of change. What are some other things that um, were were good? Yeah, right. Okay, it is not just about trying to be good. Did he get sidetracked at times? Yes, but only by himself, right? And uh, and so were there things that maybe he could have done better? Does anything stand out to you? Yeah, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 we're going to see that with these, these 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 videos. Kind of a way to be engaging, and that's going to be some of. Our individual skills too. But yet we we do want to work through the gospel story. So that's so like that's where like my ideal would be. If I won't even say ideal, there's times where God gives you a soft pitch and you have the opportunity to tell the whole story of the Bible to share the gospel, you're gonna go for it. You may not want to stop and ask a ton of of questions, and that can be 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 okay. You might have five minutes. Um, Um it is nice if you get a chance to hear a little bit more. Um, yeah, so what are some other things that could have gone better, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he didn't have a, a structure. And you can imagine where this two ways to live could help this imaginary conversation kind of go better, even if he was nervous, even if he found himself, and maybe you found yourself all of a sudden nervous. You're like, whoa, whoa, spiritual conversation just started right and you're like not not because i'm not nervous because I, I was just previously sinning it's not because i'm wrong with the lord it's just i didn't really plan on being here so quickly and so knowing something well can 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 help you just kind of navigate through and that's what we want to work on yeah Pastor Joshua. yeah and then he used a lot of words holy spirit i important right Great, yes, and again, if this guy had said, oh, I've been going to, to a church for years, probably that conversation would have, would have gone easier, probably, and, uh, but yeah, he, he didn't know what any of those were, holy what, and uh, yeah, so that's a great example of him not using, um, he was using words that uh, the man he was speaking to d- d- didn't understand, didn't have the foggiest about, yeah, thanks. Other thoughts? Yeah, James.
4: Sometimes it's sometimes it's not even necessarily about you know having like a 20 point
0: mm-hmm. you
4: know thing but rather you see in different instances even when and Jesus was demonstrating mercy to a, a, a blind man or to you know a woman at the well just framing certain questions mm-hmm. will tease out what it is that they're having an issue with and that Oftentimes, like gets to the point right there, it hits the right, jugular. Sure. So, like it, it it, you know, having that framework is is helpful. I think. Also, at the same time, I'm thinking that um, just having like there are s- few snippets just getting to know that individual, finding out what what that area is, I think we'll end up having to just. Close
0: the gap real fast, okay, too. Yeah. Right. yeah, so so, so, it's so kind of emphasizing, like, like, conversation skills. And, uh, yes, and those and those are good. This could have been someone he knew really well, just found himself kind of flustered. All of a sudden, he starts trying to describe, but he didn't have the uh, um, uh, hooks to kind of navigate himself through that conversation. You might have some favorite hooks. Some of you may already have, I know how to tell... The, the, the whole story of the Bible. I trust by you being here, um, you are willing to kind of be learning something new. And uh, so, let's, so let's go ahead and uh, um, how many of you had a chance to watch the uh, pictures, uh, the, the man drawing the pictures and giving the real simple words? So how many people, just go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, that, that helps me here know that we should do that. Okay, Um, so um, um, yes, and if ever you know, okay, well I'm not even, uh, can we play, (laughs) how about play video number two then? Yeah, so this is just the most structured, basic, these are the hooks you're going to be learning. You'll see though that the verbiage is slightly different, the pictures are the same. If you have your uh, one with you, you can kind of see that in the first box, He's going to talk about the first page. This is the real simple wrote one, though. You'll see the little pictures here in two-point font. Uh, he'll draw bigger. And the summary statement, though, it was in that email that, that, that went out, for those of you who can't read two-point font. And, uh, okay, let's we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. We'll keep working.
1: Two Ways to Live can be used in a variety of ways and in a variety of forms, but it's important to know the basic underlying outline. Here it is, including the diagrams that go along with it.
5: The text of Two Ways to Live. God is the loving ruler of the world. He made the world. He made us rulers of the world under him. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Revelation 4.11 But is that the way it is now? We all reject the ruler, God, by trying to run life our own way without him. But we fail to rule ourselves or society or the world. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. Romans 3, 12 What will God do about this rebellion? God won't let us rebel forever. God's punishment for rebellion is death and judgment. Man is destined to die once, and after that to face judgment, Hebrews 9.27. God's justice sounds hard, but because of his love, God sent his Son into the world, the man Jesus Christ. Jesus always lived under God's rule. Yet by dying in our place, he took our punishment and brought forgiveness. Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. 1 Peter 3.18 But that's not all. God raised Jesus to life again as the ruler of the world. Jesus has conquered death, now gives new life, and will return to judge. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1, 1.3 Well, where does that leave us? The two ways to live. Our way. Reject the ruler, God. Try to run life our own way. Result? Condemned by God. Facing death and judgment. God's new way. Submit to Jesus as our ruler. Rely on Jesus' death and resurrection. Result? Forgiven by God. Given eternal life. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. John 3.36 Which of these represents the way you want to live?
0: Thank you. So, I am understanding that uh, um, that may be the first time that some of you have seen this. Okay, So, we... We'll just see how far we can get with this. Uh, Are there any comments about that rote presentation? Any questions? So the goal is not for you. The goal is for you to memorize something like that. Unfortunately, they don't have a new video yet. If any of you would like to get together and make something like that with the verbiage we're currently using, that would be awesome. Um, You're welcome to, and there's plenty of you who are skilled enough to to do that. I'm still learning Dropbox, as was proved this morning. Um, um anyways, I got just distract myself. Yeah, any comments or thoughts about that? Yes, Jeremy. I think it's great that we start
3: with God. God is the creator, God is the ruler. I think a lot of presentations unfortunately start with us or mm-hmm.
4: with Jesus, but if you talk about, you know, how God created us um for his uh, to be under his submission you know, submission underneath his rule, that's a that's a great place to start.
0: Yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah. So, so starting off with 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 God as ruler is a definite strength uh, of, of of this method. Yeah. Or this presentation. Any other questions, comments, thoughts? So it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, I've used this. C- kind of open air, just kind of like, like starting conversations with the people. And I've, I've had conversations with people who start off saying they, 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 they don't believe in God and get to that question at the end, and how are you living now? Are you living with yourself as king or with Jesus as king? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, with myself as king. Like so, I, I really enjoy that about this presentation, in that it kind of kind of goes around and telling the whole story. Um, a lot of some of people's defenses. Now, it doesn't always happen, but a lot of times people have a lot of defenses, and they already have answers to your questions. They don't really expect you just to tell them what's true. And uh, and that is what you're doing here. And you're, you're, you're not even saying, will you pray a prayer now? Or will you believe in Jesus? But like, what is true about you now? And so that's been been, been neat um, when people are kind of off guard by the fact of really presenting what God says. He made you. He rules you. You've lived in rebellion against him. Jesus lived under God's perfect rule so that he could take the punishment that we deserve. God has exalted him to... to to his right hand as ruler of the universe he's king now and are you living under his rule now or are you continuing with your life as rule so even that right there that was just like 30 seconds and i'm totally using those kind of tent pegs i didn't get 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 all of them not 10 pegs i gotta stop saying that but those but those hooks i didn't use all of them but i used four or five of them there and uh, and that is what you're going to be able to do too as we practice this together Um, Let me see. Uh, Do you want... So... um, But... So just a couple of you I think had watched that video. So I don't know how much uh, it's gonna work kind of practicing it if only a few of you watched it. So let's go ahead and let's play the uh, uh, next video which is the better presentation. And we can see how in in this acted out conversation someone utilizes it and because it's scripted it's gonna go so much better. But it does help us kind of imagine how you can use that rote presentation in a real conversation.
1: Armed with a clearer knowledge of what the gospel is, a conversation does not have to be as confusing as the one we saw earlier. Let's look at another version.
2: So, how was your weekend? I don't know, it was fairly ordinary. Um, Saturday afternoon we had a thing at Alison's, folks. Saturday night we stayed at home, and um, Sunday at church is pretty good, though.
3: Church? I didn't know you went to church, man. Almost every Sunday. Really? Mm. Why would an otherwise intelligent bloke like yourself go to church, mate? The wife maker? No, no, it's my choice. Um, I go because I'm a Christian. Do you know what I mean? No. Nah. Haven't got the foggiest, actually.
2: Enlighten me, comrade. Okay, well, I can explain what a Christian is and it'll only take me a couple of minutes. I just need to go back a couple of steps just so you know where I'm coming from. Sure, not Is a that problem. okay? Yep. Well, it all starts with God and the creation of the world. He made everything we see. And he made us. And because he made everything, he's in charge of everything. Oh. It's like um, like you being in charge of, of your backyard shed. <laughs> lord and master, mate. Yeah. Well, he's um, lord and master of his shed, which is the world, because he owns it. Mm. Okay? He made it and he owns it. Right. And, and, and we're part of that too. Because as humans, he made us and put us to be in charge of the world, to look after it and to live in it under his authority. Mm. Yeah, so he's in control and we're second in control right. but that's not really a picture of the world if you look at the world you wouldn't really see that control because basically um, the history of the world is that humanity has told God to shove off mm. we don't want God to be God we want to be ruling ourselves running things our own way independent of God yeah. Yeah, so we've rejected right. God We want to be, we want to decide what happens to us. I rule over me and no one else, okay? The only thing is that that doesn't work, because I can't control myself, and I can't control you, and I can't control anyone else at all, so that's why the world is in a mess. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. At that point, God says, right, that's enough. I gave you the opportunity to live life as I created it, but you've rejected that and done your own thing. And so as a result, we all deserved um, to be punished, and um, and we die. And after we die, we all face God as judge, which doesn't sound great, but God didn't leave us so there. It doesn't finish there. Right. He provided a way or a solution where we can have a relationship with God again, and he sent his son. What's really different about Jesus was that he never rebelled against God. He was the one person who lived with God as his ruler, the one person who didn't deserve to die, the one person who didn't deserve to be punished. But Jesus willingly died on a cross and took the punishment that you and I should have had. He died in our place, and he was the one that suffered instead of us having to suffer. And to cap it off, God raised Jesus from the dead which means that he's the most important person in the universe and he's put him in charge of everything. So he's God's only son. He's his right hand man and he's the only person you can go to to get back into a proper relationship with God. The Bible says things like whoever believes in Jesus has life and whoever rejects Jesus doesn't have life because God is still angry with him. So you can see from the Bible's point of view that there are clearly two ways that you can live. You can keep on doing your own thing and face the consequences, which are not good, Mm -hmm. or you can turn back to God and come back into a relationship with God because of his son, Jesus. Right. So basically, in a nutshell, that's what a Christian is, um, which puts the onus back onto you of the two ways to live. Which way
3: do you want to live? Well, I don't know. You see, this is all fairly new to me. Uh, It's... uh um, I mean, which way am I living now? I'm probably living my way, mm-hmm. definitely my way. But if what you say is true, well then that's got to have some fairly big problems yeah. with it. yeah. So, um... oh, hang on a minute. yeah, mate. Sorry, once. Yeah. G'day. How
0: are you? He was probably thankful for that phone call. Um, so, what, so what were some maybe things that you notice in this second conversation? Again, this is not everything a conversation is. He's already building off of a relationship with someone. It is, though, a, a f- story of the Bible. It's the, you know, f- from, from creation to eternity. Um, what were maybe some things that you noticed went better in this conversation? Yeah, Yes, right. Yeah, he, 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 he definitely had a plan. And that's the same plan we're all going to have. And so, if you are uh, surprised here by th- this morning, by the amount of work I'm going to ask you to do, I'm sorry, but we are going to be doing some work. So, yes, Doreen. Um, even though he did every point, it wasn't um, sterile. Yeah. He couched it with and he even made
4: that scripture verse, the scripture Tom. verse to be. Um, more understandable
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no and that is a really good point it wasn't sterile and you're going to have so much fun with this as this becomes a tool you're going to be able to use for many years And, and, and I mean fun because the gospel there is joy I don't know about you if you ever have a chance to share the gospel with someone there I don't know that there's a greater joy except maybe hearing someone's testimony of getting saved Right, because you so believe it, and you're talking to someone who does not believe it, and you're like, I want nothing more than for them them to believe this. And it's not even about whether they respond, because you you're so you're so confident of this. Like this is amazing, and so um, you need to have those conversations because that is how God is going to be refreshing you. Really, you sharing the gospel is a means that God uses to refresh you. It's also a great reminder when people reject. You're like, wow, this, this life is passing, and i got to go find someone else. So I forget what you said, Doreen, but you said something. Oh, it's not sterile. And so this is where you can have fun. You start enjoying this, and it is very tough to enjoy it if you're like, ah, oh, what is in the fourth box? And, uh, and, and, and so the more you practice, the more, the more you're going to be able to enjoy this. It is neat. So we're using pictures um, because we learn differently. Some of you are, are, more, are more visual, and we're just trying to get our brain to connect in, in different ways, right? So we're throwing the visual with the auditory, with the memory, and hopefully freeing you up uh, as you have a, have a conversation. So what we're going to do, um, so you all just have to help me, because if you didn't get this email, you, ha- you have to let me know. And then I will make sure that you get it in the future, okay? But so what we're going to do for next time, your homework, is to read Chapter 3 of the Smethers book. And, uh, and then you're going to have to, we're going to have to do some catch-up work, I feel. Maybe some of you have Box 1 and 2, and like, I so planned on, on, on showing everyone my, okay, hey, you guys don't have to make that little man, like he does, he spends a lot of time making his people with you know the drawing in. He's a very nice looking person. I do stick people, okay? So you can do a, a stick person if you want. Um, but we're going to work next time on memorizing the script, uh, the wrote script for the first three boxes. We we were going to work on the first two. We're going to have to ramp up our progress. We're going to do the first three next time, and we'll do f- four through six the The third time, so we'll do the first three boxes next time on the email that went out. I have for you what you work in memorizing. God is the ruler of the world, he made the world he Made us, I got it here, to rule His good world, honoring Him and giving Him thanks. Revelation 4:11. I'm going to memorize an ESV because that is what I use. The track is not an ESV. Don't throw someone in a tizzy by reading something different than, than what's there. Just go ahead and read it. Um, but because I, I use ESV, I'm, I'm to, I've memorized it in that, working that. Um, the second page is about our rebellion against God. We all reject God as ruler by running our own lives in our own way, by rebelling against God's way. We have done, we have damaged ourselves and each other. And this world, and uh, um, oh, and so there's also transition statements with that. Like the transition statement onto the next page is um, so. How is God going to respond to our re- our, our our rebellion? So all of that's going out in that email. If you, if you didn't get it, come, come up to me. I'd love to put you uh, uh, on that list. I'll send out the script for the, and I can send out all six, uh, uh, but I just sent out the, the, the first two last time. So next time when you come, make sure you either bring your iPad, pad a paper and a Sharpie marker, your phone if you want to try it. I tried to do that on my phone. Actually, it actually probably works better on a piece of paper. But, uh, but you're going to draw maybe a couple times, the first three boxes with someone here. So hopefully this doesn't mean there'll be like 20 of you here next week when I told you that I'm doing that, but we're going to do that, okay? And so we'll do that next time, the first the first three boxes, and we'll probably get to practice them a, sec- a couple times. Um, that is what we're going to do. We're going to talk more about how we can utilize this. Um, If you do want to get in groups of Spanish speakers, then that's awesome. If you want to get in groups of Chinese speakers, that's awesome. I've got the simplified Chinese tracks here. If you want to um, be with the majority of us and do it in English, for some of us, that's our only choice. Let me see if there's anything else that I really wanted to get to today. Oh, the other thing that you can do. It's going to get real here. You probably have two non-Christian friends. People that you know who could not communicate the gospel to you. Write down their names and start praying for them. Okay? Just write down their names and start praying for them. You might have a non-Christian friend who would do a great job of sharing the gospel with you. But, um, um, yeah. So let's let's see here. I'm going to review the homework. Smethers chapter 3. We're going to memorize a script for the first three boxes. Working on the verses. They don't have to... Be yeah, perfect. We're going to work on the transition statements. This is going to take us more than, than, than these three weeks. Read through your two ways to live to track. I, I, I'm like highlighting mine. I'm reading through it again and again. One of the things that eventually we're going to work on is what other things would we say besides the most basic things? And you saw that in that better presentation there. Um, You saw him uh, um, talk, I don't know, like like, like, like it's got this uh, great line here. uh, Unlike many human rulers, God is not corrupt or self-serving. It just it does a great job of focusing on God's goodness and His generosity and the way that, that 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 He provides for the earth, good things about what it means to be human and to being human is being made to rule God's world under Him, um, to honor Him, to give thanks to Him. Um, and yet, I like it. it says those things, honor, thanks. We use those words. It, I don't think it uses worship, you know, because not that you can't, but. Honoring, giving thanks. I, any person you, you're, you're, you're going to talk to knows those concepts. One more time. Smethers chapter 3. We're going to work on the first three box. Two people that you're praying for who could not communicate the gospel to you. Maybe someone you've shared with in the past you want to try to share with again. But two people. Just, let's just start praying for them. And uh, okay, Last thing. Um, I'd be loving to hear if there's people that you're reaching out to. And so one of the things our our, our brother Ed couldn't be here this morning, but uh, he's meeting with some youth to play soccer on Wednesday. How exciting! That may turn into an ongoing opportunity. If one of you wanted to, two or a couple of you wanted to join with him, I think it's Wednesday at four. They're going to go to the YMCA and they're going to play soccer with some uh, uh, youth. And maybe one or two of you would want to join, but I'd love to hear the kinds of things that you would like prayer for, and I think that's a neat way to keep building off of our family time. So right now, though, I'm over, so I'm going to pray. Uh, Father, I thank you for this wonderful news, and Lord, we could go out, and if any of us just started walking, probably wouldn't it be five or 600 feet before we found someone who does not know this gospel. And so, Father, we want to be good stewards of it. We know that you're sovereign. Um, We know that you use the gospel to say that it is your power, how you're going to reveal your righteousness. We praise you, Father, that your righteousness is not only uh, condemning righteousness, though it is, but your righteousness is also a saving righteousness, and we don't, your heart is so different from ours, Lord. We so love condemning and are so slow to save. Uh, thank you so much, Father, uh, for you being unlike us. Thank you, God, that you're making us like yourself, and we want to be on board with your plan in this world, and so please, Lord, help us to be people who are ready. We thank uh, you for our brother, Ed, and... And pray, Lord, as he goes on Wednesday to play soccer with some youth, Lord, he would love that to become an opportunity uh, to share the reason for the hope that he has in upcoming weeks. And so please, Lord, help him to be building building that relationship. Help us all to be on task making disciples, and help us to be using one another's lives, uh, uh, building friendships with those that we're each reaching out to so that we can do this together and not alone. In Jesus' name, amen.